1: NY or text hope NY in New York. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online.
0: I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true.
1: Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes.
2: Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into GC live. I am Kendall Smith joined alongside of Wes Mitchell and plenty to get to today in the world of Gamecock athletics. But Wes, I guess I'll just start it off asking how you're doing so that the whole world can know how Wes Mitchell's life has been over the last week since we last did a GC live.
3: Yeah, we last did one. I look back. It was exactly one week ago. Um, We knew there was momentum building. We knew it was coming, but uh, it it has continued. So, uh, yeah, it's been exciting. I always tell y'all I like covering athletics when the fans are excited and pumped up. June, there's not a whole lot else going on. So recruiting carries the day for us. It always carries the day for us on Gamecock Central, I feel like. But certainly right now, when there's nothing else going on. So I've been thankful to have stuff to write about. There's been plenty for Carolina fans to talk about, and there's plenty for us to talk about today on GC Live as well.
2: Yeah, but before we get into all of that, we would like to give a shout-out to our sponsors. We'll start it off with Clint Hammond of The Mortgage Network, the presenting sponsor for GC Live. If you need any help with your mortgage, be sure to reach out to Clint Hammond. He's a certified military home specialist. Among other things, you can reach out to him at 803 803- 576 His NMLS number is 71597. And you can email him at chammond at mortgage He's also on all of the social medias, as you can tell. Yeah. Clint Hammond, he is our guy. He's so awesome every single week. We appreciate all that he does for Gamecock Central. And uh Wes and I were just talking about buying houses before we clicked record. I may be in the market for a house. And and you're going
3: to go through Clint, right? Like, And I'm totally
2: going to go through Clint. Like, absolutely. And then also Liberty Tax, a big shout out to them as well. One of our other sponsors here on GC Live. We'll talk about them a little bit later in the show. But Wes, we've got to get into everything over the past week for Gamecock football. We talked last week on GC Live about some of the other commits. So if you're on the show today and you didn't check out last week's episode and you're like, why are they only talking about four commits instead of everyone who's committed over the last week and a half or so? That's because we broke down all of the other commits last week. We have video with it, so be sure to check out that GC Live. But today, we are going to be breaking down every commit since the last time that we chatted. So, South Carolina with four public commitments over... The last week or so, we'll get into talking about all of them, starting with Jalen Kilgore, a safety out of Putnam County High School in Eatonton, Georgia. This was a big one for the Gamecocks. He announced it last Wednesday in front of lots of his friends and family in his hometown. It was a big one for the Gamecocks. So, Wes, tell me, what do you know about Jalen and what he could bring to South Carolina?
3: Yeah, we kind of teased this last week, Kendall. I, I think we were waiting on him to make his announcement um, when we did the show. Uh, I don't know if it was the day before or the day of, uh, but I, I know certainly, um, you know, we felt good about where South Carolina was. He actually told the staff he was coming during his, uh, actually, right after his official visit on that Sunday. He was one of the other Sunday welcome homes. You had the three that were debuted or, uh, you know, by the kids on Sunday. You were They were still kind of waiting on the other. The other was Jalen Kilgore. He announced on uh, that Wednesday night at his church. And, uh, I mean, actually the most highly rated prospect on South Carolina's commitment list right now, four-star guy, and can can do a little bit of everything. I mean, you see him on the film right now. He actually plays wide receiver as well, but is recruited to South Carolina to play safety. Um, You know, it's a guy that can come down and hit you. Great ball skills as far as, um, you know, that, that speaks back to that wide receiver background. So it's a guy that can go out and, make some plays and the ball's in the air. You see a great catch from him right here, keeping his foot in bounds and holding on to the football. And, um, you know, a well-rounded kid, uh, you know, seems to have his sort of life in order, seems to be a pretty mature kid as well. And uh, we talked about it last week, I'm pretty sure. South Carolina was the first Power Five offer for Kilgore. Then, Kendall, it just absolutely kind of blew up from there. Oklahoma had offered him, and took an official visit to there. Clemson offered him, Florida, Ole Miss. I mean, you're talking about obviously some really good programs from around the country. So I, I thought it was, I thought it was very, uh, I it was a big factor that South Carolina got in early and was able to go ahead and start building that relationship. With some kids, they never forget who was first. Um, I think last week I said South Carolina was literally the first offer. There were, I went back and looked, there were a couple of smaller schools, but South Carolina was definitely the first Power Five and certainly the first SEC offer. So good job there by and Gray to hop in. Start building the relationship early. Got him on campus several times. He's on campus for the spring game. He was on campus for his official visit towards, uh, towards the beginning, middle part of June. And uh, then, of course, committed to South Carolina last Wednesday. Huge get. You look at the seniors at safety right now. Kilgore will be a freshman, obviously, in 2023. That position will be wide open for a guy like him to possibly come in and and make an immediate impact, I think, for South Carolina.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we got a question. Are all of these commits for next year or 2024 also? All of the commits that we are going to be going over today, with the exception of Jalen Daniels, are in the class of 2023. Jalen Daniels will be coming in this year. He's a class of 2022 guy. Um, and then – There was an announcement made earlier in the week about a welcome home that has not been announced yet. We don't know who the public commitment is uh, for 2024, but all the guys that we're talking about today, except Jalen Daniels, coming in in the class of 2023, Daniels 2022. But yeah, Jalen Kilgore, great kid. I had the opportunity to talk to him in an exclusive interview on Gamecock Central. Really, really enjoyed it. As you mentioned, someone who does really seem to have his life together, extremely mature for his age, for someone going to be a senior in high school. We talked about a lot of different things, the people who have inspired him. We talked about his weird food combinations that he likes to eat. He likes honey and crackers, but Ritz crackers. So like kind of graham cracker vibes, but a little different. Um, So we'll have to try that out, Wes. I know that you like came at me the other week because you said that I actually don't try any of the weird food combinations that they talk about. Well, we're going to make that happen here on Gamecock Central. But yeah, Jalen, a huge get for South Carolina and winning those big boy recruiting battles as well against teams like Clemson, Ole Miss, other SEC schools. We talk about South Carolina continuing to grow as a program and continuing to improve. And a part of that comes from winning recruiting battles like this. And then you start to get into recruiting battles with schools like Georgia and Alabama. And when you can, when you can start to win those, that is when you can tell that, That things are really going well. So like you said, a huge recruiting push for South Carolina over this past week. And another one of those names that committed is Judge Collier. He's a cornerback out of Legion Collegiate in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So a local Palmetto State guy coming in for the Gamecocks he committed a couple days after Jalen Kilgore so I don't know if we have any video on Judge but he's a guy that I haven't had the chance to talk to yet I haven't had the chance to see a ton of his tape but I know that people within the program are super excited about that commitment
3: yeah they are you you threw me off there Kendall I had I had another one ready oh, to go Oh
2: come on um, I'm sorry so I'm
3: it's
2: okay so sorry. I'm keeping you I, th- on I think side. I got him
3: queued up um, okay. the problem with and I get it. They got to pay the bills. The problem with huddle is you also have to um, sit through a, an ad normally about not vaping. Like they, the huddle folks really do not want you to vape. Anybody, anybody that watches a lot of high school highlights. That's good. You will see. It's always about um, the dangers of vaping. That's it's about good to, it's get out about there vaping. to high
2: school people. Yes. Absolutely. All
3: right. Let's Let's uh, let's see if we can watch some Judge Collier here. I think we got it. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a kid we've got him listed as an athlete on all three. Uh, a guy that's played some quarterback, I think, has played all over corner, some free safety. And, uh, you know, but it would be a DB for South Carolina. I, I think, you know, could he be a corner? Could he be a safety? I, I would imagine that's something that probably will be determined once he gets into the system, once they sort of see how he fits in. But, you know, I think this this kid fits that mold of you've seen South Carolina in the past have a lot of success of saying, hey, Great athlete from the state of South Carolina, wants to be here. Um, these are the guys you kind of fill out your class with. Obviously, you know, you've got you've to win some, like you talked about, the big boy recruiting battles. You've got to win those, those for the top of your class. And then, you know, you've got to fill out your class as well. And I, I think Collier's a guy um, tested very, very well at South Carolina's camp. He was a camp evaluation a lot of your in-state guys that maybe don't have the other bigger offers, you want to see them in person. You want to work with them. If you're Torian Gray, you really want to sort of uh, coach them up and see how they respond. Do they take well to coaching? Do they take well to hard coaching? Do they quickly adjust to what you're asking of them? So this was a camp evaluation again. That's a, that's something South Carolina will and all schools will take a big, you know, I would say put a lot of stock into that. So with Collier, they liked what they saw. They offered him, and as soon as they offered, I think it was kind of it was more about when than, than if he was going to end up at South Carolina. And um, you know, it didn't take long. He actually committed to South Carolina. It's—I'll be honest, y'all—it's all kind of running together. He committed to South Carolina privately last Wednesday, which was the same day that Jalen Kilgore committed publicly to South Carolina. So there, y'all will remember there were two welcome homes. Um, on that Wednesday, one was in the morning, one was at night. The night, the nighttime one was the one that was a 2024 that has not been revealed. The earlier one that day, actually, was Judge Collier. He went public on Saturday this past Saturday, which interestingly enough, on Saturday there were also two more Welcome Homes, one of which was Cameron Sandlin, who we'll talk about here shortly, that is public and one of which is not yet public. So y'all can fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure I got all those right.
2: I mean, Wes, that was pretty impressive. Like I'm seeing all of these tweets and I'm like, all right, this person committed this day and blah, blah, blah. And like, we obviously have some information that we keep that we know, but I'm like, trying to just get it all right in my head because it has been non-stop it seems for like the past two weeks just constant 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 but yeah judge an in-state guy and uh not too far away so the family's going to be able to come watch him quite a bit Rock Hill just about an hour from Columbia South Carolina so never a
3: bad thing to get people from Rock Hill either Kendall
2: no Rock Hill is a is kind of close to where you're from, Wes. And also, they yeah, have like, very talented uh, high school teams out in the Rock Hill area. Very, very talented uh, group of teams that I remember hearing a lot about because I'm from just right over the border. And my brother went to school in Rock Hill playing baseball at Winthrop. So good stuff for South Carolina. Um, interesting that he's listed as an athlete. South Carolina has gotten several of these guys in this 2023 class that are pretty versatile. And in high school, they play several different positions. So it's good for South Carolina. Obviously, they're recruiting them more than likely at just one position because when you get to college, it's awfully hard to – be able to play more than one position, um, but it's always good to have that versatility and have somebody that you know can be flexible and and someone who's been successful at more than one position. It speaks to their athleticism and their on-field ability. So a great thing for South Carolina with Judge, you just hinted at it there a little bit earlier, but Cameron Sandlin, another one of those athletes for South Carolina who committed, he's also listed as an athlete. He's out of Aniston School in Aniston. Alabama. So Wes, let's roll the tapes on Cameron. Hopefully we got him pulled up and uh, talk a little bit more about this recent commitment to South Carolina.
3: Yeah, listen, as an athlete, um, you know, this is a kid that actually was getting quite a bit of attention as a, as a true quarterback, which, um, you know, sometimes you see guys Kendall where it's like pretty obvious early on that they're going to end up being another position. And, you know, that they're pretty much right off the bat listed at another position or listed as an athlete. In this case with Cameron, you know, he was recruited by certainly some smaller schools to play the quarterback position. But I I think very quickly kind of realized, okay, I can play SEC level football if I'm willing to change positions, or I can play a little bit below that if I, if I want to play quarterback. And I, I think this was a kid, a lot of quarterbacks don't want to transition away from that spot But he was fully willing to do that. The very first time I talked to him, he had just got his offer from South Carolina. He said, look, I don't care what position I play. I just want to find a way to get onto the field. So South Carolina likes him as a tight end. You know, you look at the tight end position. They kind of had to reestablish the board there because, uh, you know, you had the coaching change there, Eric Kimry leaving, Jody Wright coming in. A lot of the guys that South Carolina was recruiting at tight end when Kimry was here, were sort of either had already committed or were, like, closing out their process, were, like, really far along in the recruiting process. So it was going to be kind of hard for Jody Wright to come in, brand-new relationship, um, just meeting these guys to land them. So you kind of had to reshape the board a bit. This is a kid that he evaluated in person during the spring. Uh, Jody Wright really just kind of fell in love with him as a player. And you'll see in a lot of these tapes him him running um, not – like your typical quarterback I would say thought process like or mentality is probably even a better word Kendall a lot of times we think of quarterbacks maybe they don't want to get hit they don't like people being around their feet when they're throwing etc cetera, etc cetera. this is a kid that likes to enjoy the physical part of football he enjoys blocking he enjoys running hard and um, you know as you can see he's got some speed to him as well and I I saw him at South Carolina's camp standing around this past week. Very well put together physically. Um, checked in at about six foot two, 215 pounds, but is um, just a really strong physical kid and will play sort of that Jaheen Bell role for South Carolina. So you look at Connor Cox, if you want to kind of compare it to current South Carolina or recent South Carolina players, Nick Muse, um, Austin Stogner, who's coming in. They're more of like your inline tight ends. They're going to be on the line of scrimmage, blocking, helping in the running game, but still also somewhat of a passing threat. That would be where I would put Connor Cox. You look at this kid, you look at Sandlin, he's going to be much more in that Jaheim Bell role, moved around, playing in the slot, in the backfield at times, and uh, more of what you would call an H-back. So you can kind of almost see their thought process there, Kendall, with landing two high school tight ends. But they have a little bit different skill set, which is I think what you always want to do is have some kind of versatility to the guys you take.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very quick. I enjoyed uh, watching all those tapes of him just running. I'm like, good gosh, I'm short. I'm 5'2", so I have small legs. So I'm always very jealous of people who are able to move. Uh, with just running. Speed. Yeah, he is running. Um, but that is good stuff for South Carolina, Cameron Sandlin listed as an athlete, out of Anniston School in Anniston, Alabama. Hopefully we'll get the chance to chat with him soon. Now, the last person who committed to South Carolina was someone who came I think is a bit of a surprise to a lot of people who follow South Carolina football. I don't necessarily think that anyone was expecting for South Carolina to announce a quarterback commit, but Jalen Daniels took a preferred walk-on spot at quarterback for the Gamecocks. It was announced this past week, and it's actually really interesting. He is from Arizona, and he trains with Spencer Rattler. So the way that this all came to be, I guess, is that Spencer was training with Jalen and he said, okay, I think that South Carolina would really like what they see with you. Ends up that South Carolina gets to see some tape of Jalen and then they do like what they see. And from there, he's now committed as a preferred walk on for the Gamecocks. So, Wes, I know you're really excited about this guy and we've talked about him a little bit over the past few days and just the talent that you think he could bring to South Carolina.
3: Yeah, this, this kid, and you'll, you'll see in this film just the way he throws the football, not your typical walk-on, not your average walk-on by any means. And, you know, this is someone who was behind. You know, I'm still kind of putting together all the pieces of the exact details because you look at him, big kid, big arm, looks the part. He's a leader, um, got a great presence about him, and uh, you kind of wonder how he's fallen, uh, you know, kind of slipped between the cracks the way that he has. But – um, from what I understand, one of his seasons got completely wrecked by COVID. Um, was also playing behind some guys who ended up playing college football and were like already established that were a little bit older than him. And um, you know had a had a really good final season playing out in California. And so South Carolina essentially fell in love with this guy's film. Uh, you're absolutely right. The Spencer Rattler connection uh, was huge here in getting South Carolina involved, but. This has been kind of playing out behind the scenes, I don't know, three, four weeks or so, like South Carolina was, was looking into him, maybe even a little bit longer than that. I don't know the exact timeline, to be completely honest. But they were looking into the situation. He visited South Carolina basically sort of late last week into the weekend, unofficially, had his family with him, checked it all out, and South Carolina kind of wanted to – to, to spend a little more time around him, see what he was all about, see if this was going to be a possibility. He was set to go to junior college, even though he is in a position academically to be qualified, he was going to go to junior college just to sort of give the process a chance again to kind of reset, get new offers and stuff like that. He did have some, uh, some Power 5 offers already, but South Carolina really, really likes him, wants him. They don't have room in the 85 right now to take another player as a scholarship player. So um, this is someone, if it works out, you could easily see him going on scholarship later on in the process, I, I think. Um, but yeah, he's a 2022 guy. Will be on campus for um, you know for this fall. Will be on the roster. And um, hey, Marcus Satterfield, we've talked about it before, um, has done a phenomenal job recruiting quarterbacks. That's not even including, we had not even talked about the three we always talk about. Lonergan with the 23 class, Dante Reno, uh, Jaden Bradford, both with the 24 class. Um, He's got Carolina involved in some really good players and has gotten some really good players on campus. So credit where it's due. People can say what they want about what happened with the offense last year. You know, everybody's got their opinions on that. But credit where it's due. Carolina has really flipped this quarterback room in the last year or so.
2: Yeah. Looking at that tape, I mean, as you mentioned, not your average walk-on quarterback. He's again one of those guys that just sticks out and all of these plays that are on the highlight tape I think really speak to the type of player he is. Training with Spencer Rattler and and having that experience is a great thing and then, you know, it's it's too bad that his season was canceled and he ended up having to, to go through all that. But for South Carolina, this could have been a really sneaky pickup that I think a lot of people in the future might be like, mm, we should have given him a little bit more of a look. Of course, you know, we'll have to see how all these things shake up. And, and we talked about this yesterday, the quarterback room at South Carolina right now is just, I mean, you know, after Spencer Rattler leaves, there's really no like exact, I guess, guess that I would be able to give right now where I'm like, Oh yeah, that would certainly happen. Or I think X person will start or this person will be the backup. There are a lot of very talented quarterbacks in that room right now. Obviously, you know, Spencer Rattler is going to start this year for South Carolina unless something crazy happens. Um, But quarterback room right now, definitely crazy. That question's a good one by trip. Do stars matter? I'm on the fence. However, stars matter at some point. Many perform better than where they are ranked. I look at offers to West. The Recruiting Insider would know the answer to this question.
3: Well, here's the thing: Star, stars, stars, one hundred percent matter. Um, you can look at the look at the teams that are in the playoff every single year, and then look at their their rankings, and they're, they're almost always, you know, pretty much on average, top ten, top five in the country. Look at the NFL draft. Of course, there are guys that slip through the cracks. That That's going to happen. Um, think about this. Even as much information as NFL teams, like you want to take it forward, not, not from the high school kids, but I'm talking about the NFL teams evaluating college players. They have nearly unlimited sources of information on these players. And they still, you know, about half of the first-round picks end up being bust. So clearly – it's not a science uh, you know it's it's not a sure thing nothing is a sure thing but I look at the star rankings as being more important across large numbers as opposed to an individual um, so point being if you signed a class with all three stars and then this other team signed a class with all four and five stars I can almost. All but guarantee you, the team that signed all four and five stars will probably will certainly be more talented and will probably be a better football team than the one that signed all three stars. That's just how it plays out. Now, if you give me one five star and one three star, and you say, and that's all all the information I have, you say, who's gonna be the best player? The percentages point to the five star. But that doesn't mean the three-star can't end up being better. It just means, in my opinion, the five-star on percentage has a better chance of being better than the three-star. But you can't always take into account injuries could happen. You try, you know, these these guys try to take into account work ethic. You know, do you put forth the extra effort? Um, are you a fit? You know, scheme fit can matter, um, you know, do you have some off the field issues? Do you not have off the all those things? There's so many variables that play into it that if you're just looking, you can always find the outliers. You can always say, "Well, this three star is better than this five star." I look at it, Kendall, as percentages. It's just most five stars. There's going to be a better chance that they turn out. Five stars are also your elite athletes. Those are the guys. You know, when not not that Jalen Daniels is a five star, but the way you said it, how he just pops off the screen. Your five stars in general, those are the guys that you don't have to be a college coach. You don't You don't even have to watch football. If you went and watched a five-star, you should be able to be like, who is that guy? Like, it, it should yeah. just be like, it's just pop. And mm-hmm. then, you know, from there, it, it gets more and more to where the evaluation and, and like really being able to pick out, um, you know, outliers and guys that can outplay, um, you know, if, if a guy has 15 offers, it's not hard for the 16th coach to be like, oh, man, this guy looks like a college player to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, 15 other schools thought the same thing. So, yeah, offers to your point, trip offers do matter. Um, you know, now sometimes not all offers are created equal. You may offer a guy, but he may be further down your board. You know, everything is in percentages. Everything, there's sort of different uh, – I would say stages to everything, but in general five stars have a better chance, but that doesn't mean three stars can't be better. But if you sign a bunch of four and five stars, you're going to be pretty talented.
2: Yeah. We all remember the famous Shane Beamer quote from the Georgia game last year. They've got like what? 500 five-star linemen up there playing against South Carolina, who obviously did not have 500 five-star linemen up there. But you mentioned offers. You mentioned, stars ratings all that jazz and that brings us into our next point of conversation which is the big official visit weekend that is happening this upcoming weekend at South Carolina a ton of huge names on the high school recruiting scene coming down to Columbia so Wes who are some of those guys that are going to be here this weekend
3: big official visit weekend coming up lots of guys on campus and uh, you know Kendall it kind of reminds me a bit of the June 10th weekend as well. South Carolina kind of, we talked about this leading into June that they basically took two big weekends and they've kind of funneled their, their big visits into those two weekends. I think that's maybe allowed them to focus on those weekends a bit. It's allowed them to, you know, maybe take a breather during, it wasn't an off week last weekend, but it was an off week as far as official visits go. So, um, I think they also like the fact that um, they are able to kind of uh, get the guys on campus at the same time and let them build those relationships with each other. Uh, I feel like there's some some reason to the madness as far as getting guys who maybe have prior relationships on campus with each other. You know, even down to, you know, you you have a guy, Aiden Williams, four-star wide receiver out of Mississippi. His host this weekend is going to be Corey Rucker who is a wide receiver out of Mississippi. So that all these things are done with great care. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these things are done with a thoughtfulness. And um, so far it, it has paid off. I thought the June 10th weekend yeah. went incredibly well. Um, as you know, as you know, you're always, you almost always get good feedback from recruits. Like you don't go on official visits and have a bad time, yeah. but they were able to, you know, put themselves in a position to actually land several of those guys already, which is good. And that I know the fans love that. Like, they love they're not having to keep waiting. I've noticed when the welcome homes come out and they have to wait a long time, fans start to get a little bit impatient. So, I, um, you know, I think that's that's good for everybody. It keeps everybody excited. And um, they position themselves with other guys as well who I think they're going to have a good shot with moving forward. And um, let me see real quick. I want to make sure. I have the list in front of me, Kendall, but uh, some big time guys in this weekend. I mentioned Aiden Williams, a four star Mississippi wide receiver. Carolina really wasn't even that involved with him as far as being a major factor. The Corey Rucker um, sort of connection there actually helped Carolina get involved. And now they get an official visit. You know, we'll see if they can make a big move. They're certainly going to try to. Um, Shantavian Bradley. He is the uh, big-time edge rush defensive end kid that came in a couple of weeks ago on an unofficial visit. Um, he has not confirmed to us that he's taking his official to South Carolina this weekend, but um, I've, I've heard, I've been told that's the expectation that he'll be in town. So he took like a three-day unofficial that went extremely well. He's actually the highest-rated guy that will be on campus this weekend, the number 37 overall prospect in the country. I think this is a South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas A&M battle. So uh, that one's going to be fun. That's one of those big boy battles. That'll be fun to watch. Some in-state guys, Markey Anderson, DJ Geth, the big-time offensive lineman from Dorman. Big weekend for South Carolina with them. A couple of Florida linebackers, Grayson Howard, Jaden Robinson, they're buddies, and they've been highly recruited by South Carolina. be interesting to see if Carolina can start to close those guys out. Uh, and land commitments, Trey on four-star running back that Carolina has been on for a while. Now he's in town, uh, a couple of committed guys, uh, Trovon balls, Avari Sandy. You've talked to both those guys, um, for Gamecock central interviews on YouTube. And, um, yeah, that's not the full list, but just a, a few guys to sort of, um, keep an eye on. We'll of course have more information on that going forward, like leading into Saturday. And, uh, we also will, uh, have a ton of information, ton of content on them after as well.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned there, Wes, that people don't leave the official visits and say, oh, it was a bad time and whatever. It was like so horrible because obviously these official visits are tailored to give these players an incredible experience. But people from the outside looking in might be like, what goes on? Like what happens at an official visit? What is it that they're doing that makes it such a great experience? So can you kind of talk a little bit more about that and give people some more insight as to what goes on on these weekends?
3: Yeah, so um, you know, more and more I think it's kind of cool you see the visits catered more specifically to what the guys themselves are are kind of into right down to yeah. you know some some of you will notice you see um you'll see Jessica Jackson tweet about Every now and then, about his trips to the grocery store, Public and
2: she has to go to the one on um, not Rosewood Gervais. We had a whole conversation about this.
3: I and what wait, why, so they and by the way, they can go back. You talked to her, that's been a couple of months. Now.
2: I think it came out at the end of January or beginning of February. I might tweet it out today just so people can go back and watch it since it's OB season, it's like Jessica's time to shine. So, what,
3: what was the reasoning? Um, you
2: just said it's like quicker, a little bit more efficient. I think maybe the layout of the store is a little bit better, less crowded. I personally am a Rosewood Publix gal, but they always put the one on Gervais to get things for players that are coming in because like you said, they find out their favorite candies, their favorite food, et cetera, et cetera. And then they create little welcome baskets or whatever it might be.
3: I've 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 actually run into her in there and it's like a list that's just
2: a mile high I mean
3: yeah crazy list yeah. going through trying to she she looks when she's in there she looks kind of like uh, you know everybody has like the where they they shop for you and deliver it to you now and they're always like in there like looking yes. At the stuff. yes 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 but, yes. but it's it's just in there herself uh yeah. putting the personal <laughs> touch um getting every, you know and it's a lot of times it's you know this type of candy, this type of chips, this type of drink. Um body armor is better than vitamin water, by the way, Kendall. <laughs> it's an inside joke. But um so they're they're highly personalized just as far as having you know the little details that do matter to a 17-year-old kid, right? Like yeah. if you like Skittles. It helps that they have skittles for you. Right. Um, if you like Snickers, it helps that they have Snickers for you. So yeah. all those things matter. And um, sometimes, though, it might be a note about, hey, this this kid really, really, uh, you know, is into their major. Like, it, you know, some guys pick a major, but they're not. You know, it's all. You know, it's more about football than school. Some guys, it might be like, this is what they want to do. This is what they want to be when they get done with football. Let's make an extra effort to make sure that. The academic side yeah. with this guy is completely not just covered, but maybe there's a little extra on this side. So most of the time they come in, they've added this year a a trip to Beamers home, um, which is on I believe the la- last week that was on that was on Friday right. night. Yeah. So they had
2: like a lobster dinner or something. They I had, was like
3: they had some that was cake amazing. too, yeah. I think. Um, there was like an ice tr- ice cream truck, I believe, that came by, um, you know, and you, you've got some local fare involved as well. Um, any of you that go to Soda City, um, my friends at embellished dough, they have cookies that um, they have like a cookie um, food truck out mm-hmm. there. I know they're doing the uh, the like welcome home cookies this year. Um, I think they've been doing them maybe for a couple of years now as well. So yeah. little, you know, little things here and there. That So Saturday is like the big day. That is like takes up the bulk of the official visit. That's like the full-on campus tour. Part of the time you're splitting the guys up from you know where the families are are learning about this. The players are going off with their hosts, um, meeting with academic advisors, meeting with position coaches, meeting with nutrition staff. Uh, Kristen Coggins and her staff uh, doing cooking demos. That's always something that's very popular. Um, trying to think what else um, you know. It's not just facility tour, like it's the full on campus tour, uh, you know, on the golf carts and all that stuff. Then, you know, Sunday is like the final, final push. Uh, I think you have breakfast, uh, some final meetings, and uh, then you have that that one final head coach meeting, which is like Beamer's last kind of opportunity to sum up the weekend, get any final thoughts. and mm-hmm. uh, And then you go from there. But it really is a busy week. And at the end, like the end of Friday, the end of Saturday, the the guys, the prospects go out with their player hosts and can kind of get a feel for what it's like being an actual football player as opposed to kind of having everything, um, you know, completely structured and everything.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and this weekend, big for South Carolina. And I think, you know, people always, of course, they would base the success off of the weekend on how many people are committing the welcome home tweets that you see. So Wes, what do you think a successful weekend for South Carolina looks like? How many commits if you were to give, you know, a number range?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Kendall. Um, Dang. Put me on the spot, huh? Um,
2: range, So that way you're not going to say like five. And if it's not five, people are going to be like Wes Mitchell said it's an unsuccessful weekend for South Carolina football.
3: Okay, so last week there were four there were four welcome homes on Sunday. And three of them revealed themselves the same day.
1: Mm-hmm. The fourth
3: was Kilgore on um on that Wednesday. The other commitments mm-hmm. since them have not been they were not official visitors from last weekend. So I'm Right right now, I think the number is at 13 that are set. One of them is a mod Brown, who's a kid out of Georgia that actually committed like two or three days ago to Ole Miss. So I don't know if he's coming or not anymore. I would guess maybe he's not. We'll see. So let's start with the number 12 being the official visitors. I will say, you know what? I was going to say three and be conservative i'm gonna i'm gonna put the number at four again i I think they can land I think they can land four guys um and I'm even talking pretty pretty closely after like there's still a good chance they could land even more that maybe you know maybe they wait a little bit longer and then they commit, but you know you kind know, we've been talking about it for actually months now that there'll be a lot of guys that wanna take their visits in June and then decide pretty quickly <laughs> after. There, there are no official visits. So this weekend is June 24th. There are no official visits that next weekend. So basically you're getting the last official of the summer if a guy is on your campus this weekend. That yeah. probably helps for these kids that are going to be deciding pretty soon. You get the last remaining thought heading into what is a little bit of like a, a recruiting offseason, I would call it. So, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to set it at four. I think they're in a good place with several of these guys already. Okay. And I could see several of them going ahead and committing Sunday or quickly after.
2: We'll just wait for those tweets from Shane Beamer to come out. I like his hashtag hashtag. That's eight since Sunday or like they're these very long hashtags and I think they're quite funny, but I always enjoy seeing the welcome home tweets and, uh, Class of 2023 starting to shape itself and the class of 2024 won't be too far behind. As we mentioned already, a welcome home tweet coming out from a class of 2024 commit. That person has yet to be revealed. Not quite sure when that will go public. That could really be at any time considering 2024 is still a good ways away, but never too early to start building a class around a player. And I think, you know, for South Carolina, it's a, a very good thing to to get a head start on that.
3: Yeah, definitely. And um, I, I think you build out the the core of your class uh, this time of year. I think that's what they're doing so far. You can see kind of the meat of the class being built out. Like you said, if you can get an early start on the next class, I mean, just look at that group that was here last week for 2024. Um, you know, both quarterbacks are in. Um or that was the week before, actually. It is all running together. But the week before, midweek, you had Dante Reno in. You had Jaden Bradford in. Then you had, uh, you know, all the dudes from in-state that are highly recruited. Cam Pringle, Josiah Thompson, the big offensive lineman. Um, you had uh, MZ, uh, MJ Bennett, uh, Mazio Bennett, four-star wide receiver. South Carolina's all over him. He's from Greenville. Um you know, you look at uh Blake, uh, Blake Frank that they just offered, or Blake Franks, excuse me, that they just offered. He's a 2024 kid in state offensive lineman that's also at Greenville. He is Mazio's teammate. And uh, you know, they've had all those guys in recently. So you can kind of already see the core group that they're trying to build with that class as well. Kendall, I actually think you look at how they've kind of gotten set up now with a full you know, recruiting cycle, a full like year to start to build relationships. I think it's going to be a solid 2023 class. I think 2024 is the one that already sets up to be a potential difference maker, you know, with, with South Carolina moving forward.
2: Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Wes, I think we covered pretty much all of it over the past week and then what's to come for this weekend on the official visits. Quick question: If Arch picks Georgia and Stockton transfers, do you think we would look at him, or has that ship sailed? What do you think, Wes?
3: Yeah, and I I don't really have a great answer for this question. I just I know Craig is on our show a pretty good bit, he and he is. had a question, so I, I I wanted to make sure we there. There were several questions in here. I did want to make sure we hit hit maybe a couple of them. So, you know, I I don't know, Craig. I I do I do feel like, and I haven't really followed the Arch recruitment. Um, he feels like a Georgia guy to me for some reason. Like, he feels like a UGA vibe. Um, So if that happens, I don't know, man. I I really think, honestly, Craig, quarterback situations change so incredibly quick that it would just depend, does that happen? You know, does Stockton transfer? When does he transfer? Um, You know, I think we're getting well ahead of ourselves with that. But you at least look at it on paper, and South Carolina has situated themselves so well at the quarterback position. I don't really know that they would be in a spot where they would feel like they had to do that. Like, I I think they've really put themselves in a great situation moving forward. It can change very quickly, you know, my my point being. But right now, you would think and hope that you're not in a situation to have to do that and, uh, you know, that they've. They've got a good little mix right now. Obviously, Spencer Rattler is, you know, the guy, but they've got a mix of, of younger guys, older guys, and then they're in a position, you know, certainly in a great position with Dante Reno and some other guys moving forward too. So I think it, it sets up to where you wouldn't have to be in a spot to do that. Um, I want to, Kendall, before we get out of here, and I know you got to go very shortly, I want to hit, let's see, one more question. Um, because Big Red had a bunch of questions, so I don't want to completely leave Big Red out. Um, one of his questions was, are all these commits for next year or 2024? You sort of covered that, Kendall. One of the welcome homes that has not been revealed is for 2024. Otherwise, everybody else we've talked about other than Jalen Daniels is a 2023. Jalen Daniels will be on campus for the fall as of 2022. Um, but then this was a question about, about Jalen Kilgore, is the fact that he can play wide receiver safety speak to his diversity, and can we use him offensively if needed? I think, yes, any time a guy can excel at two positions, especially on offense and defense, I think that adds value. If it doesn't work out at one spot, you can always try him at another. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, everything I've heard about Jalen Kilgore has been about playing defense, playing safety. It hasn't even been, like, hinted at. For him to play somewhere else. So I, I expect him to play DB, and I think he's going to be a very, very successful, good DB for South Carolina. But speaking in general, if a guy can play multiple positions, absolutely that adds value. And um, you know, with Carolina, that's uh that's a great thing to get Kilgore. And the other thing we got to hit on before we get out of here, Kendall, is we got to tell everybody real quickly also about we talked about him a little bit earlier. But our friends at Liberty Tax here in Columbia, do you still have taxiety, Kendall?
2: Yes, I have taxiety. I have anxiety about all the things that are going to happen when I graduate college and have to do taxes and mortgages. And this show just reminds me of it every day.
3: This is a very adulting show. I I know, it is. Um, 803-462-5576. Uh, they will help you overcome your tax anxiety, Kendall. So you got to hit up the tax team at Liberty Tax Locations in Columbia, Irmo, and Lexington. And actually, they can really help you to go ahead and plan for what might be happening with your taxes so that it doesn't just have to be a stressful situation. Next April, you can already know kind of what you're going to be looking at from a tax standpoint. And also, if you own a business, if you're starting a business, then um, you know they can help you to set up things so that your tax burden will either not be quite as bad or so that you can be prepared for what that tax burden may look like. And um, Kendall, the the folks at Liberty Tax and, of course, our buddy Clint Hammond, they help make this show possible. So yeah. we certainly appreciate them giving us the opportunity to hop on here and run our mouths when we want to yes on DC live
2: speaking of gamecock central you can follow us on all of our social media at facebook instagram twitter tiktok youtube you know what it is. Go follow us. Subscribe at GamecockCentral.com. We got a 10 coming out. This weekend is going to be huge with the official visit, so you don't want to miss out on any of the action. Wes, another GC Live in the books. We'll be back with more soon. Hopefully you all have a wonderful week. He's Wes Mitchell, and I am Kendall Smith. See you guys soon.
0: Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game